somebody said the great turn around. The great turn around. The great turn around. Let's turn our Bible to the book of Psalm 126, verse 1. The book of Psalm 126, verse 1. I don't want to be the only person just talking. So if you are the first person to be there, just go ahead and read that psalm for us. Psalm 126, verse 1. And if you are there, just go ahead and read it for us. had done yep amen yes yeah amen yeah Terry enjoy you can just stop God bless you you can just stop there. If you follow the passage that has been read, it says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of what? Of Sion. We were like them that do what? That dream. When somebody is in a dream, that person is in a state of unbelief. Right? He said, then was a mouth filled with what? With laughter. With laughter. Imagine you begging for money, looking for money to pay your house bill or your house rent or whatever today. And by tomorrow, somebody just called you and said, do you know I have everything you want? You can just take this $5,000. Why don't you say amen? That is a great word. Turn around. And then you're going to feel like you are dreaming. You're going to feel like you are in another world. Can I do what? Can I believe this? Can I believe what is happening to me? And that's exactly what it means when we talk about Turn around, divine turn around, or supernatural turn around. Again, let's look at the second Bible passage, the book of Job 42, verse 10. The book of Job, chapter 42, verse 10. If you are the first person to be there, just go ahead and read it for us. Job, chapter 10, I mean, chapter 42, verse 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of who? Of Job. of Job. Yes. When he prayed for yes. his friends. You can stop there. When he did what? Prayed. When he prayed for his friends. So, if we know the story of Job very well. The Bible tells us that Job, if, if you look at the book of Job, it starts by introducing Job as somebody that is righteous. Job 1 1. He says, There lived a man in the land of all who was blameless. Blameless in everything. But what happened to Job? God entered into a bet with the devil. Do you know, as Christians, God is still entering into a serious bet with our lives. And we don't know. We think it's just the devil. And Job didn't know, you know. God entered into a bed. God said, because when the devil, the Bible tells us when the devil got to that meeting, 
whether he was invited or not. God was the first person that talked first. He said, my, my good friend, where are you coming from? He said, I'm coming from where I've been roaming from where? From heaven to where? To heart. You know who exposed Job? God himself. God himself. He said, did you see my son whom? Job. Why did God do that? Because God wants us to know that the devil's power is limited. And then the devil said, it's because you have covered him. Remove your hand. God said, well, I don't remove my hand. But one thing you should not touch is what? It's life. The supremo's comrade on has talked. The lesson we can learn, if you know that story very well, is that the devil does not have any power unless we give it unto him. Then who are these dope friends? They were the ones that were mocking Job. So when you pray for somebody that does not like you, when you pray for somebody that is mocking you, what does that tell you? It tells you that God can make a turn what? A turn around for you. God can bring a turn around for your life. <clears throat> a lot of time what we want to do is to curse our enemies. Right? As human beings. Because we feel they don't like us. So we want to do what? We want to rain curses upon curses on them. May God help us in Jesus' name. What does it mean for something to be great? The dictionary tells us that when something is said to be great, that thing is said to be attributed to some force that is beyond any scientific understanding. It's beyond any extrasensory perception. And then we say, oh my God, this is what? This is great. This is great. Because it's beyond the law of nature. We are just coming in, we are looking at the great turnaround and how God can turn your life around from where you are today and bless you abundantly. What does it mean when we say a turnaround? A turnaround is an abrupt, unexpected change. Something you don't want, you don't expect. An abrupt, unexpected change, especially one that results in a more favorable situation. Results in a more favorable what? Situation. And we have thousands of examples in the Bible of such turnaround. The Israelites in the Bible passage that we just read, they were in captivity. And then the Bible tells us the Lord did what? Turn around the captivity. And said we were like what? Dreaming. We were like dreaming. And our mouth filled with what? Laughter. Somebody's mouth will be filled with laughter tonight in the name of Jesus. Your mouth will be filled with laughter tonight in the name of Jesus. God will bring a turn around to somebody's life tonight in the name of Jesus. A great turn around, therefore, is a defined encounter. Tell your neighbor a defined encounter. Yes. It's not something any human being can do, except God himself is what? Is involved. It's a defined encounter where God reverses someone's circumstances abruptly. God, God does what? He reverses circumstances abruptly, turning the negative into what? Into positive. And shifting one's thought, a 
about life to a new direction. Entirely to a new direction beyond any scientific understanding. And people will see you and say, what? What is going on here? Tell me. How many of us believe that God is able to reverse negative circumstances in life? If you believe, just say yay. Yeah. How God can reverse any negative circumstances in life. And I want to tell you that you could be in that place right now where you are positioned to be the next line for a great turnaround. Why don't you say amen to that? Yes. You are positioned to be the next person in line for a supernatural turnaround in your life, for a supernatural turnaround in your health, for a supernatural turnaround in your finances, for a supernatural turnaround in your relationship, your business, and more and more. You are in that position because you've walked your way here tonight. No matter how long it's been, no matter how impossible the situation might look to ordinary high. Let me tell you, nothing is too hard for God. Tell your neighbor nothing is too hard for God. Yes. Nothing is too hard for God. He can turn it around. He can do what? He can turn it around. He has done it before. And he's still, in, he's still doing it. And he will continue what? To do it to do it. Tonight, therefore, because of our time, we are just going to look at uh, just one topic. Keys to supernatural turnaround. Let somebody say keys to supernatural turnaround. Yes. What is the ma main function of a key? It opens. It does what? It opens. It opens and locks. So we are going to be looking into how you can open the door of your life into a supernatural turnaround from the Almighty God, from the King of Kings. And God will help us in Jesus' name. I have about seven keys that I want us to consider. And we are going to be going into our Bible reading frequently. So let's try as much as possible to contribute. I don't want to be the only person uh, just talking. So it could look like. I want somebody to read number one for us. Number one. Uh, you have the handout. Do we all have the handout? Yes, just go ahead and read the first key that is right there. No, number. just read uh, what is in number one, the whole sentence there. Yes. A word from Christ does what? It guarantees quick what? Quick turn around. You see, when you listen to the master's voice, when you are sensitive in the spirit and in the tomb of the master, it could lead you to a very great what? Turn around. It can lead to a very quick and supernatural turn around. What am I talking about? Your spiritual ears. Do you believe we all have spiritual ears? Yes, we do. We have spiritual ears. You see? Your spiritual ears to hear Jesus when he speaks will be open wide. And Jesus will speak all the time. 
Jesus speaks to us all the time. The problem we have is that we are very conscious of the physical things of the world, you see, than the spiritual. We are more preoccupied with the physical things of the world than the spiritual. That's why we don't realize that Christ is talking to us. We mistaking Christ's voice for the voice of the people of the world. And Job almost did the same thing when his friends started advising him. Even his wife. You know the, the advice the wife gave to him? He said, cause whom? Cause God and die. <laughs> but he had a supernatural divine haze to listen to the voice of Jesus. And he did not do that. You see, God will help us in Jesus' name. It's a wisdom to spend time to hear from Jesus concerning your situation. It's a wisdom. A lot of people don't know it. It's a wisdom. You see, when you are in problem, one thing you don't do is you don't be in a haste to take steps without talking to him. You don't be in a haste to do what? To take steps. I know sometimes when we are being faced with the prospect of losing our life, we lose Jesus along the way. We forget him. We even forget to talk to him. And if we don't talk to him, he's not going to do what? Talk to us. See? One word encounter. One word encounter from Jesus will save you hours. It's going to save you days. It's even going to save you years of wasted effort that you have been spending, you have been running around doing what, just one word from Jesus. And there will be a what? Eternal. Let's look at a, a few examples from the Bible. One thing I want to ask you is, have you been toiling for a very long time with nothing to show for it? Do you desire a quick turnaround in your life? I want to repeat it that one word of Christ is what you need tonight. So open your ears to hear Christ talk to you. Let's look at a few examples in the Bible. Matthew 8, chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, verse 8, then verse 13. Matthew chapter 8, verse 8, then 13. Yes. The centurion answered and said, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. I am not worthy. Yes. But speak the word. Speak the word. And my servant shall be healed. And my servant will be what? Will be healed. 13. And Jesus said unto the centurion. Jesus said unto the centurion. Go thy way. Go thy way. And as thou hast believed. As thou hast be believed. Unto thee. Yeah. Go thy way. That was the word that finished it. Healed in the same, in the self same hour. Absolutely. Just a word from the master. Said, go what? Go thy way. It is done. Don't go thy way. It is done. The centurion, we were told, answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy. I'm not what? I'm not worthy that you should even come under my what? Under my roof. But only speak your word. Only speak your word. I checked through the old Bible. I haven't seen anything so dramatic as just a word from him that turns everything what? Everything around. Bible tells us, Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. 
do what? Go your own way. And as you have believed, it is what? It is done. It is done. Those of us that have defined ears, tune it. Do what? Tune it. Jesus is going to speak to you tonight concerning your problem. In Jesus' name. Luke 5, 1 to 9. Luke 5, 1 to 9. Luke chapter 5, starting from verse 1. You could just read the first few verses because of our time. Is somebody there? Yes, Jesus was preaching. Yes. In on him to listen to the word of God. Yeah. He noticed two empty boats. Yep. At the water's edge. Yep. For the fishermen had left them yep. and were washing their nets. They were washing. They couldn't catch anything. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus yep. asked Simon, yep. its owner, yep. to push it out into the water. Yep. So he sat in the boat and yep. taught the crowds from there. Yep. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper. Yeah. And let down your nets to catch some fish. Yeah. You could still stop there. We all know the story anyway. Peter, a seasoned fisherman, had an encounter with the word of Jesus. And he experienced what you can describe as a net breaking and boat sinking turnaround. A net breaking and boat sinking what? Turn around. Consider this. Peter and the other fishermen, they had toiled all night. They had toiled all night. Because if you are very familiar with the act of fishing, the best time to catch all this fish is when? At a, it's at night. But Jesus came during the day. They caught nothing at night until the word came. From who? From Jesus. And what happened? He turned around. When the word came from Jesus, he said, the word is just launch it. Launch your what? Launch your net. The master has spoken. It is done. Truly all we need is a word from Christ. You may have prayed, you may have fasted, you have made the right confessions, and you may have worked very hard too. But you seem to have gotten nothing in return. Why? You've not gotten anything in return for your efforts. And you are asking yourself, what if I what? What have I done wrong? What haven't I done? The answer is that you have not gotten Christ's word. Christ's word. Immediately that word comes and you hear it and you listen to it, it is done. That's what makes it different. The word of Christ, it commands, it prompts action. The devil even can resist his ways. Do you wonder why he was there when the old world was what? Was created. John 2, 1 to 10. John 2, 1 to 10. Another word of Christ. Let me just, it's a story we all know very well. You see, it was the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. You see. You know what Mary, the mother of Jesus, said? He said, whatsoever he says unto you, what? Do it. Be 
because he knows all they needed then was a word from him. He said, whatsoever he says unto you, do what? Do it. Do it. And that was it. When they obeyed the words of Jesus, the water turned into what? Into wine. See, the water turned into wine. That is what is called quick turnaround. Quick what? Quick turnaround. Now you may ask me, so how do I get the word of Christ for my quick turnaround? How do I get the word of Christ for my quick turnaround? He's been speaking to you every day. He's been what? He's been speaking to you every day. And I'm just not taking his advice. All you need to do is let Christ into your life. Confess and repent of your habitual sins. Confess your habitual sins. And your spiritual hearers to hear Jesus when he speaks to you will be widely open. You will even know this is Jesus that is what? That is talking to you. See? You will know it is Jesus that is talking to you. May God help us in Jesus' name. Let's move on. In the book of Luke 23, 39-43, there has never been an event that make a turn around like that. There were two robbers. One was mocking Jesus. And the other one just opened his mouth and said, Lord, do what? Remember me in your what? In your kingdom. And the word came. And what was the word? So I said, today, you are what? You are there. Just one word. This guy has been stealing people's money. He's been lo looting bank. Everybody that knew him had written him off. But when a word came from Jesus, there was a word. There was a turnaround. May God speak to you tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. He said, today, paradise is yours. Confession to Christ bring a train, a great turnaround in a person's life. Let's stop there because of our time. Let's move to B. Let somebody say violent fate. Violent fate. Violent fate. You'll be wondering, are there levels of fate? How many of you believe that there are levels of faith? Amen. Even Jesus mentioned it. He said, if your faith is even as small as what? Yes. There are levels of faith. And when does faith become violent? It's in the book of Mark 5, 25 to 34. Let somebody read it for us. Mark 5. 25 to 34. And a certain woman. An issue of blood for how many years? 12. For 12 years. And had suffered many things of many, many, of things. many physicians. Yes. And he had spent all that he had. Yes. And was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Yes. When she, she has heard of Jesus, yes. came in the press behind and touched his garment. Yes. For she said, if I may touch Ben's If only feet, I could touch the hem of his what? Clothes. Yes. I, sh I shall be whole. I shall be whole. And straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up. Yes. And she felt in her body that she had, he was yes. healed of the plague. Yes. And Jesus immediately knowing himself. stop there. We all know this story. Don't we know this story? Yeah. We don't need to waste time on what we already know. We just need to reference it. Violent faith. To move near to Jesus when Jesus is preaching is not easy. Because everybody wants to do what? To have a glimpse of him. 
But the woman made up her mind. He said, only if I, I, don't, I don't even want him to, I don't want him to pray for me. If some of us see the general of us here, we say, Daddy, pray for me. No! The man said, no, this is not about prayer. Only if I can move near him and touch the hem of his what? Of his garment. It's done. Violent faith. How will you compare that faith with another example that can be found in the Bible? In the four friends of the man that suffered from paralysis. The Bible tells us they broke what? They broke the roof. They broke the roof of the house where Jesus was teaching so they could get his attention. All they wanted was Jesus' attention. And so they broke what? And they got the attention. Because imagine we are here and somebody just don't boom. You know we will get that person's attention, right? Violent faith. Violent faith. And their friend was healed. Bible tells us. So it takes a radical and violent faith like that to see God intervention with supernatural on our hand. God will have the very power to make up your mind that yes, he's going to do it. But a lot of us, we want miracle. We want physical evidence of spiritual proclamation. That's what is aiming of without faith. God will help us in Jesus' name. Quickly, because of our time, um, who's going to read the third one for us? We are looking at, if you are just coming in, we are looking at the great turnaround, and we are looking at the keys that can use so you can get a defined turnaround from the Almighty God. And we are going to look at the third one. Yes, aggressive prayers. Aggressive prayer. You know, a man of God once said, a turn to God in prayer is what turns destiny around. A turn to God in what? In prayers is what turns your destiny around. Because prayers change stories. And it, it does change destiny too. What are examples of the various prayers that we have in the Bible that have changed, that have brought a turn around? The first one is in the book of Job we just read. Job 42.10. Job chapter 42, verse 10. Job chapter 42, verse 10. Said, Job 42.10 said, when Job, when Job prayed, he said, when Job prayed for what? For whom? His friends. He did not even pray for himself. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm so worried about that Bible passage. He said, when Job prayed for his woe, for his friends, the Lord did what? Restored his fortunes. What does the Bible want us to understand about that? You know what, what uh, the kind of person Job's friends were. They, were. they would be mocking him all along. They turned around and did what? And prayed for them. And the Bible said that was when God did what? Restored his what? His fortunes. And the Bible says, in fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as what? As before. The Lord will bring a turn around to your life in Jesus' name. The Lord will give you even triple of what you are asking for. In the name of Jesus. Try it tonight. When you get home, pray for the people that have abused you at work, that you think they really hate you. Kneel down and pray for them. Practicalize it. Kneel down and pray for them. And see how the Lord will bring a turn around for your life. And that will happen in Jesus' name. What are other examples that we have in the Bible because of our time? If you know the story of Jabez in the book of Chronicles, a man called Jabez, 
meaning what? Sorrow. Sorrow. You see, he activated the power of prayer. He activated the power of what? Of prayers. And everything what? Everything turned around. I don't want us to start reading it because of our time. It's in the book of First Chronicle 4, starting from verse 9 to 10. How many of us have heard about the, uh, the woman Hannah before? Hannah? Yeah. Who was Hannah in the Bible? Samuel's mother? Yes. Before he had that Samuel, the Bible tells us that he was what? She was what? She was barren. She was barren. And the Bible also tells us that she was praying to the extent that even the prophet thought she was what? Drunk. When the world thinks you are drunk, that is when God is what? He's listening to you. And sometimes that's when it, that's why it's pays to talk in tongues. So that your enemy will not <laughs> will not overweigh overweigh your, your your prayers. Will not block your prayer from going. See? Prayers, aggressive prayers. We bring what? We bring a turnaround. What else can we say about Daniel? What else can we say about Job? They were all engaged in aggressive prayers. Even in the case of Daniel, his, his own request was what? Was even delayed. See? That God will help us in Jesus' name. The next one, quickly. Let somebody read it for us. High praises. High praises. High praises. High praises. Praise is a weapon of warfare against your enemy. Even in practical terms, it, it does wonderful things. It does work. It does work. Imagine somebody cursing you at work, upset with you, and you just sing and walk past. You didn't talk to the person but all you are doing is what? Singing. What do you think will be happening to that person? It will be more what? Be more frustrated. <laughs> You'll be more frustrated. Say, look at him, look at her. She's still what? She's still singing. Because she expects you to be crying. High praise is a big turnaround. And we have examples in the Bible. Let's look at Exodus 15:11. Exodus 15:11. For the prayer of the Israelites, who is like unto you? He said, "Who is like what? Who is like unto you? Among who? Among the gods? Glorious in what? I, I haven't seen any any praise that 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 is, that is at that level. Who is like unto you?" Glorious in holiness. Awesome in what? In splendor. Performing great what? Great wonder. A lot of times when we want to pray to God, we forget to praise him. We forget to praise him. If you've been to, tradi if you've been to kings and chiefs, traditional chiefs from where I come from, there are praise singers. They use praises to wake them up. When their wives want to collect something from them, they praise them first. And they get whatever what? Whatever they want. It's the same thing. God is not different. Paul and Silas, you remember them? The Bible tells us they were what? They were singing. They were what? Singing. And what happened? The circles what? King Jehoshaphat, if you don't know this man in the Bible, the Bible tells us all he did was to raise an army of singers. Army of what? 
singers. Just continued to sing. And that was it. Do you want a turnaround in your life? When you get home today, all you need to do is just be praising this God. To be what? To be praising this God. And God will show himself to you tonight in Jesus' name. You seem to have been laboring. You are thinking to yourself, your prayers have not been answered. Even your offering in the church is useless. Maybe what you haven't done is praising God. get result in the name of Jesus. You will see result in the name of Jesus. The next one. Engaging in what? Yes, engaging in the word of God. See, wh what does it mean to engage in the word of God? When you engage in the word of God, you are reminding God of his promises. It's basic and simple. You are quoting the Bible. Everything that he has said in the Bible that God said will happen to you. God said you'll be great. God said my plan for you is for you to have an expected one. An expected destiny. You are reminding God of his ways. That is when turnaround comes. Ordinary prayer without putting words into it. not achieve. It's going to do something that may not be as effective as when you remind God that God, remember you said this in your word, that your servant will not labor, will not lack anything. Remind him of his word. And then you're going to see a quick what? A quick turnaround. And that will happen to somebody tonight in the name of Jesus. That will happen to somebody tonight in the name of Jesus. Psalm 138, verse 2. Psalm 138, verse 2, it says, The Lord exhausts his word more than his king. He said, I will worship towards your holy what? Holy temple. And praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth and truthfulness. For you have what? Exhausted above all what? Your name and your what? And your word. And you have magnified your word above what? Above all your what? All your name. Is what? He had magnified his word above all his name. And he has so many names. Is the Jehovah Jesus? Is the Jehovah Rapha? Is the Jehovah Isadai? God help us in Jesus' name. And all the promises in his words, the Bible tells us, are yea and amen. See, he said, I, the Lord said, I so much respect my word, and I guarantee them that they will not go out void. They will not go out what? Void. They will achieve the purpose for which what? For which they are sent. When was the last time you remind God of his promises? Try that. Practicalize it. And God will touch somebody tonight in the name of Jesus. Quickly because of our time. Um, what's the next one? Somebody should read it. Obedience. Obedience. Luke 5.5 5, quickly. Luke 5.5. 5. Then John 2.5. Luke 5, 5, and John 2, 5. Yes. 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 Report nothing. Yeah. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. At your word. At your word. I will lay down the net. I will lay down the net. At your word. You see, one thing is for Jesus to talk to us. Another thing is for us to do what? To obey. Another thing is for us to obey. Obedience 
is the hallmark of a believer. Maybe we don't know. That's the ultimate hallmark of a believer. You see, it is the evidence of our belief when we obey. The evidence of our belief is in our obedience to the instruction of God. John 2, 5. John 2, 5. Yes. Whatever he says to you, do it. Do it. So one thing is for Jesus to give instruction like he's been speaking to us. Another thing is for us to obey his instruction. May God help us in Jesus' name. We will soon be rounding up. Just one more. Just make sure you practicalize everything that has been said tonight. And lastly, but not the least, is in the book of Second Chronicles 2021. The book of Second Chronicles 2021. Second Chronicles 2021. Yep. Yep. The beauty of Moses. Yes. As they went out yes. before the army and they yes. praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For his mercy endureth forever. His mercy endureth forever. Can you give me an example of somebody in the Bible that uh, as excel when we talk about living a consecrated life? consecrated life. Somebody that set himself apart from the world. Yes, King David, but that's not the one I, I want us to look at tonight. Yeah, well, Paul was a sinner. He dumped himself. What about Joseph? What about whom? Joseph. You see, Joseph enjoyed God's supernatural turnaround in due time because he had given himself to be a consecrated believer. Nobody was there. Nobody was there when Potiphar's wife lured him to sleep with her. But he said, you know what? If nobody's here, what about whom? What about whom? What about God? When was the last time we said that? When we are in the midst of temptations. When was the last time we remember God? When the devil is trying to use us. But we need to separate ourselves from the world. A lot of times we mistaking uh, the devil's punch with God's blessing. You've been praying for money, and somebody going in front of you, you know, either mistakenly just drop a large sum of money. You pick the money. Despite the fact that you know that the money dropped from whom? From him. You, you pick the money and you say, well, God has answered your what? Your prayers. Was that God that was involved? Is that God? Is that the money, is that the type of money you think God will give you? Without telling the owner that, look, this is your what? This is your money. If you take that money, even the one you have, you may lose it. But if you call the owner and you say, look, you've dropped what? You drop your money. Then God's money will what? Will come. That's the way God works. May God help us in Jesus' name. We're just going to take a few prayer points and then close from there. Just going to raise ourselves, our voice to the Almighty God, that God, I want to hear your voice tonight. Speak to me. Talk to God. Say, I know a word from you can guarantee my quick turnaround. I say, Father, I, I need you to speak to me. Open my spiritual ears. 
so that I may hear you clearly. Father, the kind of breakthrough that will change my life and family history positively manifest it in my life. Make it turn around for me in the name of Jesus. Make it turn around for me in the name of Jesus. I've been toiling, I've been praying. But I want to invite you in. I want to bring you in. As the Lord liveth, every good thing that gives me joy will not die in my hand in the name of Jesus. And everything you have given me that gives me joy will not turn around to cause me pain in the mighty name of Jesus. I need you to remember that too. Every good thing God has given you, there won't be a negative turnaround to them in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, let every pronouncement that is designed to hinder the plan and purpose of heaven for my life not stand in my way in the name of Jesus. Jehovah Rock of Ages, make a turn around. Make a turn around. Let somebody say, Oh Lord, raise your standard. Yes, against any power, any contrary power that will not make my turn around to God. In the name of Jesus. Father, you are not a God of chance, but a God of purpose. Please direct my destiny and let my days not be a waste. Cry to God. Say, Father, don't let my days be a waste. Don't let my days be a waste. Direct my destiny. I want to hear your voice. A word from you can do it. Speak to me. Speak to me and let me hear you clearly. A word from you guarantees me a quick turnaround. Father, speak to me tonight concerning my problem. Speak to me tonight concerning my problem. And don't let me be a disobedient servant. Don't let me be a disobedient servant. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's pray for God's servant that God complete his testimony. Renew him, refresh him. Let the Almighty God, the Lord, give us the great. Let your power and your grace be upon him. I want you to please stand up and tell the Almighty God, Father, renew him, replenish him, strengthen him. He will not fall, he will not fail. He will be a total success, he will be a great achiever. Lord, all this word that you have taught us, O oh Lord, oh, it will not be a castaway. Hear the name of Jesus. Glorify your name in his life. Thank you, King of Glory. In Jesus' name, we pray. And the creature will be so in Jesus' name. Amen. The word of God tells us in 1 Samuel 